Isaiah 5.20 states, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that puts darkness for light and light for darkness. There is much darkness in our world today, but according to Scripture, a day of reckoning is coming. We will discuss the darkness as well as the light on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And I've got to apologize right up front. I will not be able to take your calls today. Uh, Many of you know that we are in a construction phase in our studio and our control room. And so uh, a lot of big things are coming for End Time, but uh, it keeps us from doing an open line session right now. And so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get back to that next week. But I I know that many of you are wondering, wow, what's going on with End Time? Well, there's big things coming. Uh, We we went from our static set. The next time you see us, I will be on a 40-foot long LED wall, 40 foot by about 12 or 13 feet high. It's the same thing that they shoot in Hollywood movies on right now. It's going to be state-of-the-art. It's, it's already built in the studio, actually, and um, there's new networks coming. There are segmentations for our programming. I mean, it is going to be awesome, and so, um, uh, and uh, a um, really an explosion to our internet presence that some of the people we're working with. So, a lot of big things coming for um, End Time Ministries, some rebranding. Uh, a lot of things are happening first part of next year. So, we're setting up from that, but we got to go through the construction phase. I'm sure all you can um, appreciate that, and thank you so much for your patience as we uh, move into this new phase of End Time Ministries and our programming, and so I think you'll be looking forward to that. Now, on today's program, going to be talking about the darkness and the light because there's so much darkness in our world. But Jesus Christ is the light. And through all of this, and through all of the darkness that we'll talk about here, and all of the the propaganda and the lies and the cheating and stealing and everything going on, our hope and faith and trust is in Jesus Christ. We always have a hope. Now, without Jesus, no hope. There's no hope whatsoever. What, what, what What could you place your hope and faith and trust in? Anything else? Not in education, not your bank account. It's all simply is in Jesus Christ, and that's what we want to cling to throughout the end time. However, we got to deal with the darkness while we're here. John 3, 19-21, think about what's going on in society, things you don't have the answer for. you got the questions, but it's like, what is really going on? The Bible says this, John 3, 19-21, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, Why? Why do people, not everybody, but many people, 
cling to the darkness. Why do they want darkness to cover? Because the Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Consider a uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Don't want that to come to light. Why? Because there's a lot of bad things on it. The Bible says, For everyone that doeth evil hates the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Now, I'm in the Bible, everybody. And then verse 21 says, But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, and that they are wrought in God. Now, I want to come to the light. I want to share the gospel of the kingdom of God. I'm I'm doing my best to get people to heaven. So I want the light to show through me into the world. I want people to see Christ when they see Dave Robbins and when they see End Time Ministries and my family. And they would say, you know what? I need what that guy has. And so it's very, very important that we shine the light in the darkness because is there a lot of darkness? Yes. Now, I want to start today with the darkness. We're going to expose some things because a lot of people are teaching things. The Bible says, take heed because um, there will be people that call evil good and good evil. Boy, have we seen that in society lately. So I'm going to start with the darkness, and then we'll get to the light. And the things I want to focus on here today are the Respect for Marriage Act. Think of the name, Respect for Marriage. Sounds great, doesn't it? But this Respect for Marriage Act is not. The rejection of actor Kirk Cameron's new Christian book in libraries and censorship of conservatives, darkness in the land. So let's start off here with the darkness, with the Epic Times. They published an article. The House passes a bill codifying federal right to same-sex marriage in America. U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill yesterday that would codify same-sex marriage, and interracial marriage as a federally recognized right. Now, I'm not going to deal with the interracial portion because that, that there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff, okay? And so the, the interracial thing here, that's, a, you know, that's between, um, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, so I'm not even going to deal with that. But it's the same-sex marriage thing. You know, why they try to tie a racial thing into all of this, I have no clue. They try to tie racial stuff in with everything, just about. But there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm talking about the same-sex portion of this. And so the Respect for Marriage Act, or H.R. 8404, was approved in a bipartisan 258 to 169 vote. 39 Republicans joined all Democrats in the lower chamber to pass the bill. The House, now did you hear what I said? 39 Republicans joined with this. The House had passed the bill back in July, but they were voting again because the Senate amended it in November. And so the content of the bill includes a codification of the Supreme Court's 2014 ruling in Obergefell Hodges, which declared a federal right to same-sex marriage on grounds of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. And now, I, when you, I'm, I'm talking about the darkness here, remember. 
the darkness in our land. You say, why is this darkness? It's protecting marriage. No, it's not. It's pushing the LGBTQIA agenda in America is what it's doing. Because God defined marriage, and I'll get there. But think about this, the darkness. People calling evil good and and good evil. If you think, well, I'll get to it here after the break, but we'll talk about what Nancy Pelosi said and how we're living in these end times through times of darkness. Do we have a hope? Yes, it's Jesus Christ, the light of the world. But we need to recognize this darkness because there's coming a day when there will be a reckoning and all these things in darkness will be made manifest. So... Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. So here's part of the darkness here, because in talking about this Respect for Marriage Act, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said... I began, now, now, Nancy Pelosi has recently claimed that, hey, I'm a devout Catholic or a devout Christian, and, um, but yet, so, obviously, supposedly believing in the Bible, right? If you're a Christian, you're Christ-like, I believe in the Bible, I believe every word is true. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said, I began my, my career fighting for LGBTQ communities, and now one of the final bills that I will sign as Speaker will ensure the federal government never again stands in the way of marrying the person that you love. She's advocating for the LGBTQIA community and those lifestyles. Now, talk about darkness, calling evil good and good evil. 
You say, well, you don't like these people. That's absolutely not true. I love everybody. But you cannot condone sin, folks. It's very, very important that we understand these things. And, you know, somebody's got to say this stuff. And I love the people, but I don't love the sin. And God destroyed entire cities for this reason, for this uh, these sins in the, in the Old Testament. And you say, well, he's not going to do that today. God does not condone sin today or three or four or five thousand years ago. He will never condone sin. He loves people and he wants to save people. But you got to quit sinning. Okay, okay. Let me. I'll, I'll try not to get too preachy today, but some people's got to say this stuff. Because we're in darkness. And what are, we, what are we here to do? We're here to shine a light. Critics of the bill have warned of the potential for its targets in faith-based organizations. And they've refuted the notion that it's merely a codification of Obergefell. So the bill is now going to head to President Joe Biden, who's already said he's going to sign it for final approval. Um, and so... That's where we're headed on all this. But I'm, what are we talking about? We're talking about darkness. These people are calling this the Respect for Marriage Act. However, think of the origins of marriage and family. All the way back in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. So when you think about the LGBTQIA plus now, this the um, lifestyles and the, this so-called community. The Bible says in the beginning that God created male and female and said that it was good. Two genders, male, female. Not three genders, not five genders, but two genders. But you say that in some circles and wow, they would just crucify you, right? It's darkness. The Bible says men love the darkness because their deeds were evil. Genesis 2.18, the Bible says, when we go back to the origin of marriage, and uh, starting with 2.18 and going to verse 24, and the Lord God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Verse 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Listen, everybody, marriage is not the concoction of a human being. When you make a vow to get married, you're making a vow before God. It's a contract that you, well, I mean, contract is kind of a strong word, but really it's an, it's a, it's a, an accord, a contract that you're entering into before God that says, I will love this woman and I will stay with her through richer for poorer, through sickness and in health, all the way till death do us part. That is a marriage in God's eyes. You're telling God. You're making a vow before God. I'm going to, this woman loves me, I love her, and I'm going to make a commitment to God. I will love her and I will cherish her and I'll be faithful to only her the rest of the days of my life. That is a God-ordained marriage. But yet, Satan heard that and he said, you know what? I'm going to try to pollute that union because God loves that. And if God loves it, Satan said, I hate it and I'm going to try to pollute it. And he's been trying to pollute that ever since. So it's not a, it's not a concoction of a human being. It's a concoction of God. 
God-ordained family and marriage in the book of Genesis. And that's the reason our society is reeling and rocking today because there's such an undermining of marriage and family. Satan would love to attack all of our marriages and families, right? God made male and female, and this is the society, and and that they would get together and, and go populate the earth. And that's how society is supposed to be structured. God said it was good. But you've got people claiming to be Christians that are saying, well, hey, one of my, you know, I spent my life fighting for this. The ability for two men or two women to be married. But yet they're claiming to be Christians. I don't understand that. People claiming to be Christians, but pro-abortion. I, I, I'm, I scratch my head. How is that possible? Darkness, folks. The next one. The Christian Post published an article that Kirk Cameron, this he was a he's an actor that is not backing down after public libraries have rejected his kids' book that he wrote. So the um, uh, the actor Kirk Cameron he published um, his book uh, according to his book publisher Brave Books, more than fifty public libraries rejected uh, Kirk's um, reading of his Christian children's book in libraries, and it's called As You Grow. Now, this book celebrates family, faith, and biblical wisdom, and he hoped to share his message at public libraries by hosting uh, these personal readings for kids and families during story hour events that introduce readers to new book releases. Now, you understand that they're having a lot of these... um, uh, uh, men dressing as women going in there and reading books at story hour. Many libraries are doing that. Met tons of news stories on that. But 50 libraries have turned down Kirk Cameron for wanting to go in there and read a Christian book. One library turned down his offer because they said, our messaging does not align. The Rokenboo Public Library in Providence, Rhode Island, told uh, his publisher, no, nah, We're going to pass on having you run a program in our space. In other words, Cameron coming in and reading his Christian book. Because we are, and I quote, we are a very queer, friendly library. Our messaging does not align, end quote. That was according to Fox News. Well, Cameron told Fox News that children are being targeted. He said, this is proof that more than ever, we are getting destroyed in the battle for the hearts and minds of our children. Publicly funded libraries are greenlighting gender marker and name changing clinics while denying a story time that would involve the reading of a book that teaches biblical wisdom. How much clearer can it get? So Christian parents and librarians are now mobilizing some in some places to host their own story hour using the content from Brave Books, um, including Cameron's new book, as you grow, teaching kind of Christian biblical principles. But you see the darkness here, folks? People that would say, oh, no, you you want to read a book that has to do with biblical Christian Christian principles? Nah, that doesn't align with um, with with our goals and what we're trying to do here and the vision we have for these libraries. So, no, but we'll have these other guys, these drag queens, come in and read their book. Y'all see the darkness here? Calling good evil and evil good? 
The Bible says, woe unto them. What am I talking about here? Darkness and light and a day of reckoning is on its way. When we talk about these things, he said, well, what makes this sin? You know, uh, you know how, how, what are you basing all this off of? The Bible? The Bible says, Leviticus 20, 13, If a man lies with mankind, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death, and their blood shall be upon them. Now, that's Old Testament. New Testament. Paul is writing to Rome, the church in Rome. And he says, For this cause God gave them up to vile affection, for even their women did change the natural use of the, that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the, na- leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which is meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are inconvenient. Now, this is, that's Bible 101, folks. But the Bible says that's how it's going to be in the end time. Luke 17, 29 through 30. But the same day that Lot went up out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, think about this. I'm sitting here going through this program right now and talking about some scriptures that some would consider controversial. But what's going through your mind? Are you saying, Dave, don't talk about that. Uh, You're going to offend somebody. People that consider themselves Christians, what's going through your mind? Uh, And, you know, am I out to hurt people? Absolutely not. But, We need to talk about the darkness, folks. We need to shine a light in the darkness. And we've got darkness in the land. The Bible says we will have. The Bible says in the days of Lot. So how was it in the days of Lot? Genesis 13, 13, the Bible says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Genesis 18, 20-21, The Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and because their sin is so grievous, that I'm, I'm going to go down now, and I'm going to see whether all, that they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which has come unto me, and if not, then I'll know. Genesis 19, 24 through 25. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. So according to Luke, just prior to the second coming of Jesus, societal conditions would be just as it was in the days of Lot. And yes, people are going to be living life as normal, but that's only part of the prophecy. In the end time, sinful lifestyles would so permeate society that God would have no choice to judge, but to judge those that, who celebrate, participate, and propagate those sins. There's a day of reckoning coming. What are we talking about? Darkness, light, and a day of reckoning coming. You say, well, I'm, I, I'm in one of those lifestyles and uh, I, I don't know if I can get out. That's absolutely not true. I have friends and I've seen other people who just, you know, come at, through the ministry here that came out of those lifestyles that have biblical relationships now, very successful. 
And we, we love them. I love everyone. I don't, the Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish. And so that's, that's where I'm at. I'm with God. I don't want anybody to perish. But some people are so afraid to shine a light into the darkness that some people will never know. And so I want to, in love, say, hey, if you're out there, because I've seen this firsthand in my life, if you're out there, you're leading a lifestyle where you feel trapped or you don't, you don't think I could ever get out or I've done, it's, I've done something so bad that I could never recover. And, and, you know, I listen, like I've said before, I've seen people recover from stuff that you cannot imagine. And my years of ministry here, wow. And I've seen God's mercy and grace bring people back from stuff I would be ashamed to talk about on the air. I don't care what you've done. God loves you, and there is hope for you. Let me help you find a church. You say, well, I'm not in Dallas where you guys are. I can find you a church wherever you're at. Contact me, drobbins at endtime.com, and I'll help you find a place where you can come back to the Lord or come to the Lord for the first time in your life. It's very, very important. Darkness and light, folks. Sodom and Gomorrah, when we talk about some of these things, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah disregarded God's definition and think about this today. The Bible says it's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah in the end time. Well, what was it like back then? The people of Sodom and Gomorrah, they disregarded, disregarded God's definition of a moral lifestyle by yielding to every sexually perverted desire. Now, think about 2022 in the United States of America. We're legalizing this stuff. There are other countries in the world that are making it illegal. What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, Jude 1 through 7. Uh, Jude 1 7, I, I'm sorry. The Bible says, and don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual version. Those cities were destroyed by fire, serving as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. The prominent sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was the sin of homosexuality. And this is where the word sodomy comes from. Genesis 18, 19, uh, you remember the story. God sent two angels to lead Abraham's nephew Lot and his family out of Sodom before it was destroyed. And the, well, I'm going to hold because I, these, I love these breaks coming in on us, don't you? But um, you understand that Sodom and Gomorrah, not a nice place. People were doing whatever they just felt like was every whim, whatever lustful desire they did it. And God said, you know what, I, 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 I'm done. Well, there's a time coming before very long, another day of reckoning, folks. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everyone, I, I just want to make sure that I, um, that you know that we love people. And I, you can't look at it. The, 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 the world would love for you to believe, well, a, a preacher standing in a pulpit that's talking about sin, he must not love me. That's absolutely not true. Somebody who loves you will tell you, you can't make it to heaven and do that stuff. In love. And will try to say, hey, you know, there's a roadblock up ahead and because the, the bridge is out and I'm trying to keep you from going over a cliff up here. And that's the kind of men and women of God you want in your life. Somebody will say, look, 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 whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. There's a, there's a big, there, there's something bad's going to happen in the near future. Let me help you. That's what you want in your life. I've dealt with a lot of people over the years, folks. This is very, very important. What happened back in Sodom and Gomorrah? What was the story? Well, again, Genesis 18 and 19, you remember that God sent two angels to lead Abraham's nephew Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah before, they, before God just burn it up. He's going to utterly destroy the thing. But the men of the city... They, they were aware that there were two angels, or I should say two male guests, that were visiting Lot. And they surrounded Lot's home and demanded that these men be made available for them for have, to have homosexual acts. The Bible says that they might know them. And Lot was actually, you know, he, he offered his two virgin daughters to those guys. But the men refused the girls. Because they were bound in their lustful desires for men. And this is how the sin of homosexuality became referred to as sodomy. But yet you have people today who are legalizing that in the land. We've got to codify that before, you know, uh, some, before uh, very long because, hey, the Supreme Court, they overturned the Roe v. Wade decision and pushed it back down to the states. And, hey, they may do that to the Obergefell case and so hey we've got to get we've got to codify this into law the law of the land here that it's it's darkness that's what we're seeing here 
Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. Woe unto them. Why? Why would they say that? Because Isaiah knew that there's a day of reckoning coming some. That, that, that you can't just go throughout your life and do whatever you want. You have that choice. But there is a day of reckoning coming. You, you can try to put that out of your mind. You can try to fill your life with all kinds of things and make all kinds of decisions and do whatever you want. But for every single person on this planet, the Bible tells us there is a day of reckoning coming. And I've got to prepare myself for that day. You've got to prepare yourself for that day. And that's, of course, one of the main reasons this ministry is here. That, matter of fact, that is the reason. Is to help prepare people for the time when we will give an account. Another aspect of darkness I want to cover here before we finish today is censorship in our world. You say, what's the big deal with censorship? Who cares? I've heard all these news stories, Twitter and all the media and everybody, you know, Facebook, uh, Google uh, or um, YouTube, all these people censoring. What's the big deal? It's darkness. The Bible says, John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Why would people want to censor the truth? The Bible says that people love darkness because their deeds are evil. Think about what's going on here. Uh, Most of you know Elon Musk has been exposing Twitter's censorship. You only censor when you don't want the truth to get broadcast, right? I mean, why not at least have the conversation? But no, no. We can't let anybody know the conservatives' opinion or their... uh, their truth, they're, t- they're, they're Bible thumpers. They're talking about the Bible and throwing out scriptures and things. We can't allow them to know the truth about global warming, which leads to climate change, or about uh, some of these other agendas that are being pushed. So we've got to censor them. PJ Media, they published an article. There's tons of articles on this, but that Twitter expo- is exposed. Bla- they blacklist people. Secret censorship, um, they have a, really a cabal. They had, I should say. Uh, Elon Musk is exposing all that now. And it was really treachery at the highest levels. There was a, an independent journalist, Barry Weiss. He took to Twitter, uh, I guess it was yesterday, to unload a second trove of internal memos and documents that was exposing how Twitter officials silenced the voices of prominent conservatives on the platform. You guys know who um, Dan Bongino is. Well, he was originally censored by Twitter. He was not only banned from Twitter's search feature, but his account was marked as NSWF, which means uh, purportedly not safe for work. Well, that acronym is usually reserved for pornographic content. And, of course, it raised questions about whether Twitter had been using the Federal Communications Decency Act to justify censorship of individuals who fell into disfavor with the powers that be at the social media platform. Now, this is prior to Elon Musk, obviously. And if that's the case, did they do it at the behest of the federal officials? Now, 
they also censored Charlie Kirk. Of course, Charlie Cook, he's a, he's a conservative activist, and he also experienced the wrath of Twitter's overlords, let's say, and he made the Do Not Amplify list as well as the NSFW list, not safe for work list. But Charlie Kirk told Fox News' Tucker Carlson that his Twitter account was averaging 150 retweets per day, and all of a sudden they fell off a cliff, and they went down 95%. And Charlie Kirk said, well, hey, I, you know, I was called a conspiracy theorist, and they convince you to stop talking about the issues that don't align with them. It's called censorship. But the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When a lot of these guys were talking about what was going on in the... Now, again, forget Democrats and Republicans anymore, just about. I mean, there are some uh, Democrats in there that are legit. Or, I'm sorry... Republicans. But most of the Democratic Party, if not all of it, and and some of the um, Republican Party, they've completely been taken over, folks. They're all pushing the same agenda. Again, there are some decent Republicans that are not. But a lot of them have. A lot of them voted for this, um, passed the Respect for Marriage Act. Now think about that. Republicans, many of them. And so when people would talk against that, conservative people, a Dennis Prager, a Ben Shapiro, End Time Ministries, we've been heavily censored. That's why I can, we're, I know we're giving you bits and pieces as we go along here, but there's coming a, there's coming a network that we're going to be involved with that won't be able to be censored. Just wait. Just after the first of the year sometime, we're hoping to have the thing up and running, and it's going to be awesome. I can't tell you everything about it, but just get ready. There's a lot of big names going to be on the network. End Time Ministries is going to be on there. And I think we may go to calling it the End Time Show. I don't know for sure. Uh, I think that may be coming here before very long, but it's going to be awesome. And so um, just, just wait for that. But censorship, all conservative source news sources are dealing with this. Whether it's just an online news source, conservative news source, or radio, television, web, anything. But Charlie Kirk said that Twitter was treating his account with more scrutiny and censorship than Iran and other state sponsors of terror. <laughs> the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. And of course these leaked documents that are coming out now along, along with those uh, shared by Taibbi uh, last week, they showed a pattern of Twitter censoring conservatives, which came as no surprise to those of us who have been warning about this stuff for years. And they've been called, um, we've been called conspiracy theorists and fact check any time that we're called out censorship. And Charlie Kirk, he actually summed it up pretty good. He said, I don't think we've ever, uh, we'll ever be able to measure the impact of what Twitter did in 2020 in the election. And, of course, while Elon Musk has done the Republic uh, a great service by publicly revealing Twitter's evil deeds, we'll never know how uh, it impacted everything from 2020 election to the nation's COVID response. And that's a complete travesty. When you, you've got people trying to put out the truth about maybe certain medicines, ivermectin and all these things, and, man, they're just shutting that stuff down. 
and about, hey, COVID masks don't work and uh, masks don't stop COVID and all the vaccines. I mean, when you try to get out some uh, the truth on some of these things and um, then they censor, censor, censor because all of the powers that be in Washington were going to these people and saying, hey, shut this off, shut that off. And, and, and they were doing it. Facebook and everything else was doing it. It's crazy. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will do what? Set you free. Just tell the truth. But guess what? There's a day of reckoning coming. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring the light, bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of hearts and then shall every man have praise of God. Folks, there's coming a time when every, all of the darkness, God's going to shine a light on all of that. There's going to be nowhere to hide. There's going to be no, no way to cover up the darkness and the evil in men's hearts. And women's hearts. I mean, there's some women, wow, in Washington. Woo-hoo! So, the fact of the matter is, there's coming a day of reckoning. But, is there any hope? You better believe there is. I'm never going to leave you hanging without hope. Because we always have a hope. Jesus is the light and the hope of this world. Through all of this darkness and craziness and everything that's going on, the perilous times, the chaos, we always have a hope in Jesus Christ. You always, I don't care what you've done, where you've been, you have a hope to come to Jesus. If you've never come to Jesus, we need to get that taken care of. If you come to the Lord and you've walked away, come home. What are you waiting on? Let us find you a church. Let us get you back in contact with the Lord. Say, well, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. And the reason I say that so much is because I've heard that a million times. Dave, you don't know what I've done. I don't care what you've done. God, God, you know, you understand that Jesus Christ taught the parable of the prodigal son. If you're a prodigal son or daughter, if you've walked away from the father's house, get home. There's no excuse. John 8, 12, the Bible says, Then Jesus spake again unto them and said, I am the light of the world. And he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. All these people saying, well, hey, I'm a Christian, but I'm pro-LGBTQIA+. No, does not compute, does not compute. But I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm pro-abortion. Nuh-uh, does not compute. Does not compute, folks. We need to teach the truth. And we're not going, we're not swimming with the tide. We're swimming against the river here. Because we're going to teach the truth in the end time because Jesus is the light of the world. And this world needs to know Jesus. You've got Jesus in your life. You always have a hope. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. I am so thankful for the Lord today. Jesus is our hope, folks. Jesus is the light. Luke 12, 2 through 3. The Bible says, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. God knows exactly what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. He knew what was going to be on there before it ever before he ever bought the laptop. God knows everything, folks. None of this stuff going on in Washington is a secret to him. The Bible says, Therefore whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness... Washington, D.C., shall be heard in the light, and that which he has spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed on the housetops. John 1, 5-7, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. That way, if you say you're a Christian, but yet you're living in darkness, you've got to come out of that. Can't condone the darkness because in God, there's no darkness at all. Bible says, if listen at this, the Bible says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we're lying and do not the truth. So, wow, wow Dave, that's a strong statement. First uh, John 1, verse 6, that's Bible. Bible says, but if we walk in the light as we have the light, Bible says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanseth us from all sin. I want my sin cleansed. So you know what? I'm going to walk in the light. If I see something in the Bible and my life doesn't align up with that, I'm going to change my life and say, you know what? Wow, that right there is good stuff. I've got to do that. I'm going to change my life. I don't care what it is. God help me to always follow the light, follow the light. Everyone will give an account to God. All of this darkness that's going on in the world right now, all of that's going to be, there's going to be a big giant spotlight put on this old world someday, folks. Everyone's going to give an account. Romans 14, 10 through 12. But why dost thou judge thy brother, and why dost thou not uh, set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Every one. Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Maxine Waters, the central bankers, the globalists, the manipulators, the fake media. Everyone will give an account to God someday. It all comes down. Great white throne. Think about that. You ever sit back and just think about the great white throne of judgment? 
Revelation 20, verse 11 through 12. And I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books was opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. He said, well, works don't save you. No, that's true. But once you're born again, then your works change in your life. That's why you can't say, well, I, you know, hey, I, 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 I live for the Lord, and, but yet I condoned all this other stuff, and I still sinned, and I did this, that, and the other, and, you know, I just lived a life of helter-skelter, and, but yet, you know, everything, I, somehow or another, God's just going to let me in in the end. The Bible says they were judged according to their works. Post your born-again experience, how you doing? Right? The thing is, let's talk about the Bible. The Bible's not the book of life. The Bible is among the books that were opened here. And everyone's going to be judged out of those things that they're written in the books. You say, well, I don't know much about the Bible. Better get in a Bible study. You're going to be judged out of the thing in the book, right? You better get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church so you can understand what's in that book. You say, well, nah, Dave, I, I just don't know about that. You know, I mean, Bible studies, I'm not really into Bible study. And, you know, I just, I, I love the Lord and I'm just going to do whatever I want and I think God's going to, I'm going to make it. Oh, man, come on. Doctrines of, I heard, a, I heard a guy teaching the other night. I was going through some stuff, an old video, some stuff I was studying, and the guy said something about, we just all need to love each other, not worry about the doctrines. And I was thought, what in the, where'd this guy come from? Don't worry about the doctrines. The Bible says hold to those doctrines because in doing so you'll save yourself and them that hear you. The doctrines the, the apostles taught very, very, very critical. So, the Bible says that to be judged out of those things that were written in the books, plural. However, the names of those which have become partakers of the Lamb's um, Life are recorded in the book of life. And if you're, you know, if your name, you're, you're, well, your name is written there when you're born again. That's how you get your name in the Lamb's book of life. And there's nothing more important than that in your life. It's good to have, it's good to have some money. It's good to have, you know, uh, set some stuff up for your family. It's good to have an education. It's, good, it's great to have all that. Have the big boat. Have the big house. Get the, get the nice car. Whatever. Or live under the bridge, whatever, you know, whatever economic status or, you know. But get your name written in the book of life. Get your name written in the book of life. Be born again. Because the Bible says, if your name's not written in the Lamb's book of life, number one, it says that they all will worship the beast, the Antichrist, and the world government. They'll, they'll, everybody whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life will worship that entity. I got to have my name written in the book. I don't care what happens. I want Dave Robbins on the front page of that book. When the Lord opens that book someday, I want him to see Dave Robbins highlighted in yellow. And he says, okay, Dave, come on. I've known you for years. I know what you're all about. I know you've loved me and you've served me and you've been born again. Come on in, thou good and faithful servant. That's where I'm at. I'm going to make sure that happens. 
So the Bible says, um, if you remember here, you know, that if, if uh, you know, the, the thing is we're living in a time when many religious leaders, they're teaching um, that what you believe matters, not what you do. You know, hey, just believe. However, if you read the scriptures uh, that where it says people will be judged according to their works, I believe that salvation is of grace. However, when we claim to have salvation of grace and do not charge or change our works, then we must not have grace, right? Something didn't, come, something didn't work right. Something didn't happen. Christianity must change the way you live your life. The Bible says in Titus 2, 11 through 12, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And the Bible says, the Bible teaches that faith that does not produce works of righteousness, is it, that does not produce works of righteousness, that's dead faith. Um, oh man, let's see here. James 2.18. It says, Yea, a, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou, oh, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So part of the judgment will be that every man will be judged according to his works. Read Revelation 20. And so, I'm telling you, there's going to be a day of reckoning here. And when it talks about, you know, when we get down to the second death and all of that, a lot of people don't understand the second death, but when you get to Revelation 20, 14, the Bible says, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. When a person dies, their spirit immediately goes either to heaven or to hell. It is a scriptural principle that to be absent from their bodies and be present with the Lord. The Bible teaches us if, if a, it, the Bible teaches us, you remember the story of the uh, rich man who was in hell speaking to Abraham, who read of the, you, you read of it in, uh, where's it at, Luke 16, I think 23 down through about 28. The Bible, if you remember the story, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and he, he saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus comforted in his bosom. And he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, that old beggar, send him that he can dip his finger, the tip of his finger in water and to cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. For I've got, I've got five brothers and that uh, Lazarus may testify unto them lest they come to this horrible place. Why is there judgment if they're already in hell? You ever thought about that? The God who knows all things puts them in hell to reserve them until the day of judgment, at which time he will bring them forth to prove that justice has been done. Death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. The term hell comes from the word Hades, which also stands for the grave. All over the world, death and hell will give up their dead. Every human being will stand before the great right throne of judgment. And what are we talking about here today? We're talking about a time 
right here in the end time. And Isaiah prophesied about it all the way back. Woe unto them that would call good evil and evil good. The Bible talks about when you're living for the Lord, once you've been born again, you're not going to live in the darkness. Now you're in the light. And folks, don't you want to be in the light? We're watching darkness happening all around us. People censoring conservative individuals that would want to bring out a biblical truth or, or not even necessarily a biblical truth, but the truth. Now, I, I, I hope everybody's bringing out biblical truths, but some of these news sources, these conservative news sources, they're simply just wanting to tell the truth about us, an instance that's going on or an event that's going on in America whether it's an election or whatever. Look, why would you want to possibly steal an election? Why? Just just have a fair election and elect who, you know, so we can have a, a, um, a normal election day. Everybody go in there, elect A or B or C or whoever, and that's how you got. Instead of all this, uh, you know, different uh, events that are going on to try to sway the thing and it takes days and everything else that's going on, folks, let's just receive a love for the truth. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth, the truth will set you free. Jesus Christ is the light of this world. And if I can do anything else today, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ He loves you. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, irrelevant. Jesus Christ loves you. There is hope in times of darkness and turmoil and strife and perilous times. All of us have a hope, and that is Jesus Christ. Come to the light, because in Him you have hope. And you can place your hope and faith and trust in Him in these end times, even in a world of darkness. And so... I'm so thankful for the Lord today. I want to say God bless you all. Looking forward to some great programming next week. Everybody have a great weekend. Walking in the light. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.